0: Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com/wondery. That's rocketmoney.com/wondery. rocketmoney.com/wondery.
1: We have some breaking news to tell you about more hostages are just returning home tonight as we learn that two Americans were hurt in that terror attack at a bus stop in Jerusalem. Here are tonight's headlines. Eight hostages released today, including the 21-year-old taken from the music festival, the emotional reunion with her mother, plus the frightening moments when gunmen opened fire on a bus stop in Jerusalem, the alarming spike of pneumonia in more than 140 kids. Is it related to similar outbreaks in China and Denmark? I have a
2: stellar conservative record that I am proud of. Embattled New York Congressman George Santos facing the prospect of being the sixth U.S. House member ever to be expelled. Are you reconsidering cool. resigning? No, no I'm, I'm not. not. This is the greatest concentration of bald eagles anywhere on the planet.
1: And protecting an American symbol of freedom. Meet the people hoping to save unnational treasure.
0: Nothing exudes power like a bird of prey. <laughs>
1: Good evening and thank you for joining us. After 55 long and grueling days, eight more hostages are backed with their loved ones tonight. Last minute tense negotiations allowed for a seventh day of this temporary ceasefire and for more families to be reunited. In exchange, Israel freed 30 Palestinian prisoners. Six women and two teenagers crossed out of Gaza. Many of them were hiding in their homes during the Hamas terror attack. And while they are free tonight, some of their loved ones are still being held captive. And despite a pause in fighting in Gaza, there was violence in Jerusalem today. Two Palestinian gunmen opened fire during the morning commute on a crowd waiting to board a bus. Now, Hamas is claiming responsibility for the terror attack that killed at least three Israelis and wounded six others, including two Americans. CBS's Chris Livesay has the new developments tonight. He'll start us off from Jerusalem. Good evening, Chris.
3: Good evening, Nora. The exchange of Israeli hostages for Palestinian prisoners continues, ensuring a fragile peace in the Gaza Strip. But blood continues to be spilt both in the West Bank and here in Jerusalem, where two Americans are among the wounded. And a warning, some of these images may be distressing. A tearful reunion nearly eight excruciating weeks in the making. 21-year-old French-Israeli Mia Shem was enjoying the October 7th festival before the massacre and kidnapping. Tonight, she's one of eight freed by Hamas, her arm gravely injured. Her aunt tells Israeli media it was operated on by a Palestinian veterinarian. The news of her return overwhelmed her mother. Mia is coming back, she cries. With the extension of the ceasefire and resuming of the war delayed one more day, Secretary of State Antony Blinken, during his visit to the region, cautioned Israel.
2: But Israel has one of the most sophisticated militaries in the world. It is capable of neutralizing the threat posed by Hamas while minimizing harm to innocent men, women, and children. And it has an obligation to do so
3: but new signs of the conflict boiling over into the West Bank. CCTV tape shows the moment Hamas terrorists, armed with an M16 and a handgun, opened fire on civilians waiting at this bus stop outside an entrance to Jerusalem, police say. Several were injured, including two Americans, and at least four were killed. Paramedic Israel Pollock responded to the scene. So the shooting took place right here. As civilians waited for their bus, just like people are right now.
4: The terrorists just uh, came out of, the, uh, of their cars and s- start shooting right on faces of uh, normal people.
3: Violent incidents have been growing for days. Hamas claims the act was in response to the killing of children in the Palestinian refugee camp in Janine, such as two boys yesterday, ages 8 and 15. The youngest reportedly shown here on surveillance footage the moment he shot and now laid to rest. Hamas insists Israeli children are dying too, and they're willing to give proof that three hostages, four year old Ariel Bivas, his ten month old brother Kafir, and their mother, Shiri, were all killed in the Gaza Strip by an Israeli airstrike. Holly Williams spoke to a senior Hamas official.
5: They paid the price because of the occupation.
6: But but that was a ten-month-old baby and a four-year-old boy.
5: They have to impose pressure on in the, in the, their government to tell them that you push us to the hell.
6: But Dr. Hamid, a 10-month-old baby and a four-year-old boy can't put pressure on the Israeli government. Why did they have to pay for the Israeli occupation?
5: The Israelis have a bigger problem that they occupy the Palestinian people. They have to exert pressure in Israel, their government, not to tell them that you are going in the wrong way.
3: Qatari sources tell CBS News that negotiations to extend that ceasefire tomorrow are hopeful. But there are concerns Hamas will have trouble coming up with enough hostages to live up to its end of the bargain as it runs out of women and children. And it's made it very clear it doesn't want to release men or soldiers unless Israel is willing to release all Palestinian prisoners. Nora
1: is getting increasingly difficult. Chris Liv say thank you so much want to turn now to a story about America's national security with some wild and concerning details. An investigation is underway tonight after allegations of drinking on the job at a secret saloon on a military base responsible for protecting and defending the homeland. CBS's Catherine Herridge was first to report the probe and explains why the allegations have national security implications.
5: The military commands that came under scrutiny in February after a Chinese spy balloon flew across the continental U.S.
0: This thing is so weird.
5: Are now at the center of an internal investigation into alleged drinking while on duty. We are aware of the, of the reports of allegations of alcohol being in the workplace. Earlier this month at the Colorado headquarters of Northern Command and NORAD, an office nicknamed the Saloon was searched after questions from a reporter. In a locked workspace with access to classified networks, investigators found a refrigerator with containers of beer as well as hard liquor. What could it mean for national security?
0: Well, I think we need to find the extent of it. Is this a routine thing that involves large numbers of people or a few people in a very sensitive position? Uh, In in all things, certainly national security, you you want to know that. People who are doing their jobs uh, are, are at the peak of their mental alertness.
5: Before the balloon incident, sources say concerns about alleged day drinking were raised with senior leadership. General Glenn Van Herk, who leads the command, responded in a telephone interview.
2: I've been here since August of 2020, and all I can tell you that nobody has come to me and expressed concern about the consumption of alcohol in the
5: workspace In July, a two-star Army general, Joseph Lestorty, whose boss was Van Herc and was known not to tolerate drinking in the workplace, was removed from his position. Lestorty declined to comment to CBS News about the circumstances of his removal. Alcohol is not totally banned in military commands, but there is an approvals process. And whether that was done here is part of the investigation. General Van Herk told CBS News that at this time he is confident his team performance was not
1: impacted, Nora. All right, Catherine Harridge with all those new details, thanks for your reporting. Back here in Washington, New York Republican George Santos is lashing out at his fellow House members ahead of this Friday vote to expel him from Congress. Santos is also facing nearly two dozen federal charges, including stealing money from donors and using campaign contributions for things like Botox. CBS's Scott McFarland spoke to the embattled congressman to ask if he's considering resigning yet. I'm not trying to be arrogant,
2: or On the eve of a vote to expel, embattled New York you know, Republican George Santos, his colleagues blistered I'm
7: him. To know. George Santos has built his persona, his personal and political life. On a foundation of lies.
2: But Santos refuses to go quietly. Uh, are you fine. reconsidering resigning ahead no, of this not, to not. avoid any spectacle? Swarmed at a news conference outside the Capitol, Santos argued he's the victim of political bullying. It's,
0: it's all theater.
3: It's theater for the cameras. It's theater for the microphones.
2: But it's some of his fellow Republicans leading the charge to boot him. He's not running for re-election. Why not just let him finish his term?
0: Yeah, we are to govern ourselves. And he has manufactured an entire persona to defraud voters of the honest choice uh, to have a representative.
2: Santos has pleaded not guilty to federal fraud and conspiracy charges accused of fleecing his donors using their credit cards on more than $40,000 of purchases. And a damning House Ethics Committee review found he also allegedly used campaign cash for Botox, resort trips, and rent. Santos refused again today to comment on those allegations, but said his expulsion would inflame an already gridlocked Congress. Oh, it's going to be a circus moving forward. Leaders of both parties say they won't twist political arms. Are you urging your fellow Democrats to vote one way or another tomorrow? Uh, We
6: recognize that this is an issue of conscience.
2: Nora, Santos would be only the sixth person ever to be expelled from the U.S. House. But for that to happen, it's not a majority, but two-thirds of those voting who'd have to vote to do so. It's unclear, Nora, how many votes will show up on a Friday, but supporters of this measure say they're confident they have the votes.
1: All right. We'll be watching Scott McFarland. Thank you so much. Now to a children's health emergency as Ohio is now the first state in the nation to report an outbreak of pediatric pneumonia cases. Doctors say the white lung syndrome is similar to the respiratory illnesses already sweeping China and parts of Europe. CBS's Meg Oliver has advised her parents on how to keep their children safe.
6: In Warren County, north of Cincinnati, health officials have declared an outbreak of pneumonia in children. They say 145 kids have been diagnosed with the respiratory infection since August. The average age of these patients is eight years old. The declaration comes as China is in the midst of its own outbreak. The U.S. is trying to avoid scenes like this. Hospital wards filled to capacity with doctors seeing a rise in several known respiratory illnesses. Today, the director of the CDC tried to ease fears, saying China is not dealing with a new virus like COVID. We do not believe this is a new or novel pathogen. We believe this is all existing. CBS News medical contributor Dr. Celine Gounder says while the outbreaks are similar, they're not connected.
1: In both cases, we're seeing an increase in the usual viruses and bacteria that we see circulating in the community every year.
6: To keep your child from getting a more serious lung infection like pneumonia, it is best to get kids shots against viruses like the flu, COVID, and RSV.
1: While these viruses may not kill children and infants,
6: they do leave these kids more vulnerable uh, both to viral pneumonia as well as
1: bacterial pneumonia.
6: Doctors say in most cases, bacterial pneumonia can be treated with antibiotics and doesn't require hospitalization. And while some communities are seeing an uptick in cases, keep in mind, we are in the middle of cold and flu season. Nora.
1: That's important to remember. Meg Oliver, thank you. We're also learning new details tonight about that shooting of three Palestinian college students in Burlington, Vermont last week. CBS's Errol Barnett spoke with one of the victims and his mother about what happened before he was shot
4: and we're speaking kind of like Arabish, so a mix of Arabic and English, he, without hesitation, just went down the stairs, pulled out a firearm, a pistol, and started shooting.
7: Kenan Abdul Hamid says he ran for his life, fearing his childhood friends might be dead.
4: First shot went, uh, I believe, in Tahsin's chest. And I heard the thud on the ground and him start screaming. And while I was running, I heard the second pistol shot. Hit Hisham, and I heard his thought on the ground.
7: What else is going through your mind at that moment?
4: Honestly, it was so surreal that I couldn't really think. It was kind of like a fight or flight. I didn't know I was shot till a minute later. and I felt this extreme spike of pain, so I put my hand where the pain was, and then I uh, looked at it, and it was soaked in blood. I was like, holy shit, I was shot.
7: The 20-year-old student managed to knock on a neighbor's door who called 911. Then relying on his EMT training and knowing he needed help fast, Hamid asked police to rush him to the hospital. Once there, he asked...
4: I was like, are my friends alive? Like, are they alive? And then they were able to ask and they told me, and that's when I was really a lot more relieved than... Uh, and a lot better mental state
7: abdul hamid's mother tamara tamimi traveled from jerusalem to vermont after the the shooting and
6: honestly honestly till, till now feel like there's nowhere safe for palestinians i like i don't if he can't be safe here where on earth are we supposed to put him where are we supposed to be like how am i supposed to protect him
7: now, this afternoon, Mr. Abdal Hamid and his mother visited the other two victims who are still recovering in the ICU, one of them who has a spinal injury. And that's just a few blocks away from where I'm standing now, Nora, where the shooting took place and in front of the suspect's home. That man has pleaded not guilty to three counts of attempted murder.
1: Carol Burnett, thank you. Tonight, President Biden is remembering former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger, who died Wednesday at the age of 100. The president met Kissinger, first met him when he was a young senator. In a statement tonight, the president says throughout our careers, we often disagreed and often strongly. But from that first briefing, his fierce intellect and profound strategic focus was evident. A public memorial service for Kissinger is planned in New York City. In tonight's Eye on America, environmentalists are warning that Alaska's bald eagle population is under threat due to a plan for a new copper mine in the Panhandle. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti traveled to Alaska to see for himself.
8: Every November, an American icon returns to Alaska's Chilkat River to roost. It's akin to being on the Serengeti and watching the the migration of the wildebeest. The town of Haines is the gateway to the largest bald eagle habitat in the U.S. This wildlife preserve, a migratory mecca. This
2: is the greatest concentration of bald eagles anywhere on the planet. At times, we've counted up to 4,000 individuals.
8: It's a phenomenon photographer Mario Bonassi says is made possible by geothermal springs, which prevent the river from freezing, leaving the salmon that run through it ripe for picking. But upstream, there's a potential new threat.
2: It could be the end of this singularity and this gathering.
8: The state recently permitted a mining company to explore extracting copper. It's a move the governor says will create jobs. But environmentalists are sounding the alarm.
2: There's uh, there basically no mines out there that, have, that don't pollute.
8: Clean water advocate and Haines resident Gershon Cohen is most concerned that there might be toxic runoff damaging the Chilkat. According to the EPA, mining has contributed to the contamination of 40 percent of the country's rivers.
2: If the mine were to happen, anything would happen to the salmon. Basically, everything else collapses,
8: including Cohen says the Eagle's Habitat. In an email to CBS News, American Pacific Mining, the company leading the project, said it's committed to operating responsibly and respecting protected areas and species, including the bald eagles. Most native Alaskans, who also depend on salmon, are not sold. On a good day, years ago, how many salmon would you expect to get in just one of these trips with the net?
5: So probably twenty to thirty fish is is what. What you could probably do.
8: Hank and Kim Strong's empty net highlights what studies show climate change is already taking a toll on the fish population.
5: Why take that risk? Do you gamble? I don't go to Las Vegas to gamble. I don't,
1: I don't want to gamble here either.
8: Fry in America, Jonathan Vigliotti, Haines, Alaska.
1: All right, now to the story. An NFL star turns himself into police. He's arrested in Texas. We've got the details next.
6: This podcast is supported by FedEx.
1: Troubling news tonight in the NFL, Buffalo Bills star linebacker Von Miller surrendered to police near Dallas. An arrest warrant was issued for Miller after he allegedly assaulted his pregnant girlfriend. Police say Miller left the scene before officers arrived at their home on Wednesday. His girlfriend was treated for minor injuries. In Las Vegas today, police officers rode in a somber procession after two Nevada state troopers were killed in the line of duty. The troopers were struck by a vehicle and killed on a highway this morning. Sources tell our CBS Las Vegas affiliate the driver suspected of hitting the officers was later taken into custody and smelled of alcohol. New underwater video shows a Navy plane that plunged into a bay sitting on an environmentally sensitive coral reef. That story is ahead. Newly released video shows the environmental threat after a U.S. Navy surveillance plane overshot a runway in Hawaii and landed in a bay resting on a coral reef. The video shows the large plane's tires sitting on the ecologically sensitive reef. The Navy says most of the 2,000 gallons of fuel on board has been removed. Officials are now weighing options on how to get that plane back on land. Washington, D.C. got a little brighter tonight. We'll tell you why next. Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery. Finally, tonight, the National Christmas Tree Lighting Ceremony went off without a hitch or a grinch, just days after high winds toppled the 40 foot tall Norway spruce. President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden took part in the 100th anniversary of the tradition that dates back to President Calvin Coolidge in 1923 musical performances from Dionne Warwick and others entertain the crowd for the official kickoff of the holiday season. Looks like fun. Well, that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night.